Welcome to the Simply Resilient Podcast, episode number 119, Relief. My name is Jessie Ellertson and I am a certified life coach, a 16-year military wife, and a mother of six. I love working with flowers, playing games, and going to the movies, and I'm a huge fan of my husband and kids, sleeping in, and everything about food. I have created this podcast as a free resource for military wives who want to improve the experience that they are having while their service member is deployed. If you are ready to thrive while your husband is away, then you're in the right place. So I have been thinking about this topic of relief over the past maybe month or so, and I've listened to several podcast episodes that other people, uh, other life coaches and things like that that I listen to and what they have to say about it. So it's just been on my mind for a few reasons, and then I was watching uh, one of my favorite shows, a little bit of a guilty pleasure show, but I really do just love it so much. Grey's Anatomy, you may have heard me quote it on this podcast before because it's just near and dear to my heart, and they said something there, and it just struck me, and I thought, oh, I've got to do a podcast episode on this topic. So this, I believe that Grey's Anatomy was quoting someone else, and I was working on a project, so I didn't have the opportunity to like write it down or listen to it again to get whoever they were quoting. So there's probably credit due here to whoever actually said this, but I heard it from Grey's Anatomy, so that's who I'm quoting. And basically, in the beginning of the episode, when one of the characters is doing some narrating as we're being introduced to what's going to go on in that episode, I believe it's Christina Yang's character who was narrating at the time, and she said... The saying goes, why do I keep hitting myself with a hammer? And the answer is because it feels so good when I stop. And that's just so fascinating to me and so interesting to me because once you start thinking about the concept of relief and what relief is, you realize that relief only feels so good because we either are having a temporary absence or improvement or something of a really negative feeling. It is all about the contrast. Relief needs contrast because as soon as the contrast doesn't exist anymore, like for example, if your leg is feeling itchy and you reach down and scratch it, it feels so good and you get such a relief from the itchiness that you are experiencing. But if you continue to scratch your leg that isn't itchy anymore, it either actually starts to hurt or it's just not nearly as satisfying. Like if you just reach down and scratch a leg that wasn't itchy, it just feels almost like nothing or just there's just not that big, immense feeling of relief that we often are seeking for. So I want to pause right here and say that as you listen to this episode, I don't want the message that you take away from this to be that seeking out relief is a bad thing. I just want to help you understand what relief really is because we tend to lie to ourselves about it a little bit and be honest with yourself and just be onto yourself like we love to do. Be aware of relief and what it does for you and in what ways you're seeking kind of actual relief, sustainable relief or lasting relief and in what ways you're seeking very like temporary and immediate relief and see if any of those areas might need like a little bit of adjustment or anything like that. So that's why we're digging into this a little bit. One reason that I have been thinking about this topic, like I said at the beginning of the podcast episode, is that a very common response that I'll get from my clients when I ask them a super important question, which I probably ask every coaching session, which is how do you think you'll feel when blank happens? When you get to that thing, when this other thing stops, when you no longer have that, when you no longer weigh this much, when you have more money, when you when your child stops blank, when your husband gets home, how do you think you'll feel 
And the very common response to that is relief or relieved. I feel relieved because whatever it is that we're working on, they're usually in the midst of a pretty negative experience, a negative emotion. And so that's just good to know. That's good to know that we're wanting to take action about a problem in order to feel relief from the negative experience of the problem. And another reason that's good to know is because relief isn't necessarily like a positive emotion, again, particularly because it needs that contrast for you to even feel it. And so relief tends to be, especially the relief we're seeking, right? The break from the pain or the resolution of the pain or the problem, it tends to be relatively brief. So we just want to make sure that that's not like our end goal, that relief is not our end goal of where we want to, we don't live in relief. Relief is is quite short-lived. So I want to take a minute and talk about a little bit like how I already mentioned that example with feeling the itch and scratching it. Uh, There's definitely physical symptoms that we feel that we can get physical relief from versus seeking out or desiring emotional or mental relief, again, from mental turmoil or, you know, mental pain, emotional pain, emotional exhaustion, we can seek out relief for those things. So physical relief, I want to, I want to make one quick note here, sorry. It is important to me that you know that I do believe that we can feel physical relief from physical symptoms. And even if it's just some relief, I'm not saying that we can always experience total relief from our physical symptoms using our brain. But I do believe that our brains and our bodies are super connected and that it is very possible to create physical relief for yourself, even again, even if it's just improvement or partial relief using the power of your brain and emotional management and mind management. But that's not actually what I'm talking about today. I just want to compare that experience of having a physical experience and getting relief from it, and then having a mental or emotional experience and getting relief from it. So when we have a physical experience that we're wanting relief from, like for example, the itchiness I described, or hunger, or thirst, or pain, right? That physical sensation, and then we can do something to relieve it. So if we're thirsty, we can get a drink, and if we're hungry, we can eat something. And again, that really demonstrates how quickly that contrast goes away and how relief is just in that moment of that first immediate relief of the physical sensation. So now change gears a little bit to what it looks like when we are seeking relief from emotional or mental experiences that we decide are negative. So for example, you might be wanting relief from boredom or worry or stress or indecision or pressure. Uh, One thing that I was thinking about when it comes to wanting this emotional or mental relief is that we tend to not need relief from clean pain emotions. Typically, we are desirous for relief from dirty pain emotions or indulgent emotional experiences, things like that. So for example, clean pain can still be hard to go through, tiring. You can look forward to when the clean pain is over, but we don't tend to seek for the relief of the clean pain. Like if we are grieving, we tend to move through the grief even if, even if at times we might want like a temporary escape or relief from it, we tend to feel that purposefulness of it and the, the, the productivity of working through it and moving through it and feeling it. And we tend to feel and we tend to have grown from it on the other side of it and don't have that desire to seek that relief from it. Whereas some of the other examples that I gave you tend to be a little bit more indulgent or dirty pain emotions that our lower brain is yelling at us to get relief from this. So if you think about 
I'm going to use indecision as an example. Sitting in indecision, being in the middle of something where you need to make a decision and go one way or the other, but you're having trouble making that decision for whatever reason, and that can be a very uncomfortable experience, and you can be very desirous and desperate to get relief from that feeling of indecision. And the relief comes from either not having to make the decision anymore, that's possible, and that's sometimes what our lower brain asks us for. If only I didn't have to make this decision, or we'll, have, we'll wish someone else could make it for us. Or another way to get relief from indecision is to make the decision and then move forward in that decision, then you're no longer sitting in indecision. And the problem with that is then your motivation is coming from that desire for relief rather than the desire to make the decision that fits you the best or make a decision you can stand behind or or making a decision knowing that you have the capability to make whatever decision you make be the right one for you and work for you where again we're intem- we're tempted to indulge in thoughts like there's one right decision here and one wrong decision here and it's my job to figure out what the right decision is and that can definitely keep us stuck in indecision so what i love to encourage my clients to do in examples such as this not it's not again it's not always about indecision i'm just using this as a specific example is again totally fine to be seeking for relief from the indecision and i want you to even remind yourself that when the decision is made you will experience that relief I just don't want it to be your motivation. So I want you to be on to yourself and honest with yourself and make sure that you're intentionally keeping your motivation more along the lines of, I'm the best one to make this decision. I am prepared to make this decision. I'm confident in my ability to make decisions. Once I've made the decision, then I'll be able to take action on the decision that I've made. And I want all of that to be your motivation for making the decision. And then again, receiving that relief, not I just need to make a decision so that I can be no longer in indecision. I just need that relief so much right now, whatever the whatever the cost, whatever the rush to make the decision. And when you work from that slight shift there, then we go from, you know, we train our brain a little more to not say, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get that immediate, albeit temporary relief from discomfort. I'm still going to enjoy relief when it comes, but I know how to tell my brain when it's begging me for relief to say, here's what I want to actually be motivated by, not seeking relief. And that might look a little bit more like acceptance of the situation. Like for example, in the relief scenario, one thing your brain might offer you is I wish I didn't have to make this decision or I wish someone else could make this decision for me. And acceptance of that would be, I'm the one that's going to make this decision. And I'm the best one to make this decision. It's about me. It's about my life. I don't want someone to actually do it. I actually want me to do it. I accept that this decision is up to me, that I'm the one that's going to make it. And it's a, it's just a little bit more, when you operate from there, again, you're still going to feel that relief, but it's a little bit more of a, just a tiny bit more subtle, less a little bit less dramatic because the contrast went down a little bit. You've already decreased your discomfort by working with yourself in that moment of indecision and accepting that you're working through your indecision, accepting that you're the one that's going to make the decision. So you've already decreased your discomfort. So then when you do make the decision and the relief comes, it's just a little bit more of a milder experience, still very enjoyable and overall will benefit you so much. So one of the podcast episodes that I listened to as I prepared for this episode is from my favorite life coach, Jodi Moore. And her episode number 193 is about relief. And one of my favorite takeaways from her episode is that relief comes, true relief comes from thinking nothing has gone wrong, which is a really interesting concept and can be so powerful. And it's, it's taking it all the way to like, no matter what has happened, 
it's not going wrong. Nothing has gone wrong. And that's a really interesting one because when we are seeking that relief, there's a few ways we can get it. When we're seeking that emotional or mental relief from our current experience, we can get it by changing what we're thinking, which might be a shift from it shouldn't be going this way to nothing has gone wrong. That's totally available. We can also get it from changing our circumstances. For example, in the decision example, it would be making the decision or giving the decision to someone else to make, right? We might experience that relief. But another way to get, again, that immediate, but that more intentional way to seek out relief in a way that'll just be a little bit more productive, a little more healthy long-term for you is to accept and almost lean into the feelings that you're having, the, the current experience that you're having, whether that's indecision or stress or worry, be willing to feel those things. Be willing to feel the pressure. Be willing to feel boredom. And you'll get relief right then. Mostly like I'd already described because that contrast went down. The experience will be way less uncomfortable to you. And we talk about that a lot here on the podcast. We talk about decreasing stress, decreasing drama, right? Improving our experience rather than curing ourselves of something or completely eliminating something from our lives. And so that's the solution I really want to offer you today is that go for that kind of medium feeling of relief right away by just decreasing the level of discomfort of whatever it is you're experiencing with that stress or, or indecision. And then when the situation has resolved, which typically it will, then you get another piece of that, that kind of that old kind of relief where the circumstance has changed. A really common way I hear the word relief is we think about stress relief, right? That's... Um, sort of a phrase we hear a lot. How can I relieve my stress? And this is just another area to be on to yourself in is that once again, the goal is not to have no stress in your life. And sometimes when we hear the word stress relief, we think I need relief from stress, which means I need there to be no stress. But what it actually means and and what we're going for is to just decrease the stress in our life, to improve our overall life experience by having less stress Because some stress is actually a pretty good thing. Stress is not dangerous. It's not a bad thing. It it can be if it's in high levels and for an extended period of time, it can literally be dangerous, like bad for your health, bad for your physical health, bad for your mental health. But when you think about relief, when you think about negative emotions, negative experiences, things that you're wanting relief from, I want you to just kind of think about it in this new way that I'm looking for relief from this by just decreasing it. And I can decrease it by accepting it. I can decrease it by reminding myself that nothing has gone wrong, which really helps us get to acceptance because we're just accepting that our life is going to have some negative things in it. That's not to say that if you're in the midst of something very challenging that you're saying like, I'm so glad this is happening. But what you're saying is I accept that this is happening. I accept that my life will have certain amounts of things that don't go according to my plan, things that I wouldn't choose, but here they are, they're happening. That is already going to give you the relief amidst the hard thing, amidst the discomfort, amidst the negative experience. And then you'll be able to continue forward in a little bit more level-headed, clear-headed way with your higher brain because your lower brain won't be screaming at you so much to get relief no matter the cost. And speaking of relief, no matter the cost, what came up for me when I started pondering that was the concept of buffering, because this goes back to immediate relief. Our lower brain demands immediate relief from us for discomfort and buffering. There's just no, no better way that I've ever learned or experienced than buffering. And again, if, if you don't know what buffering is, definitely go back and listen to, I have a couple episodes on buffering. And I want to just remind you, even if you have listened to those episodes, that buffering is 
while not super productive and not always like our best choice, it's very normal. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And then there's also just a whole spectrum of buffers and some have a very low cost and some have a very high cost. So if you accept that you are a human and that you will buffer, you can try to buffer maybe as little as possible or just buffer less than you are currently buffering or just be honest with yourself that you're not solving your problem. You're just escaping from it for a short amount of time. So there's a lot of ways to work on buffering without saying like, oh, now that I know what buffering is, I'm never going to do it again. (laughs) And then you can also direct yourself to buffers that have low to no net negative cost to you in your life and with your goals and everything. But the reason that buffering is so powerful when it comes to relief is it's, it's a temporary block from whatever is causing you that negative experience and emotion. And typically your brain is just turned off, right? So you're thinking stressful thoughts or you're thinking worrisome thoughts or thoughts that fill you with that feeling of pressure or overwhelm. And when you buffer, it's like your brain goes blank or your brain is thinking about the thing that you're buffering with. And so you get immediate relief. But as soon as you stop buffering, the circumstance comes right back in front of your face. The thoughts come right back to the front of your mind and your problem is still there. So as long as we're honest with ourselves that I'm just giving myself a little break, it is not helping me solve my problem. It's not giving me any lasting solutions. It is not the solution, (laughs) but it gives my brain a tiny break from feeling so worried. Even if we're being honest with ourselves and we should be, that we're the ones creating the stress and the overwhelm with our thoughts. We're just getting a tiny break from our stressful thoughts. Okay, so I just want to wrap up this episode by reiterating that there is nothing wrong with wanting relief and then enjoying relief when we get it. We just want to be on to ourselves, honest with ourselves. We want to have created this space around it, this awareness. We want to acknowledge that relief is the absence or even decreasing or improvement of a negative experience. It's not actually a positive. We don't want to, we don't want to lie to ourselves and say that it is like a positive experience and an emotion that we should arrive at and try to live by, right? We just want to be honest about it and saying like the only reason this feels so good is because of the contrast of the negative experience I was feeling right before it. And then we want to do what we can to seek relief in a more intentional and lasting way rather than kind of that hit of relief at any cost, particularly immediate, super immediate and super temporary relief that doesn't actually result in long-term relief, which can again feel like acceptance or joy. And the last thought that I want to leave you with going back to that thought from Jody Moore, that relief is simply thinking nothing has gone wrong here. The reason that's so powerful is because we can think that after the issue has resolved. We can say now that the issue has resolved, now I let myself think and believe nothing has gone wrong here. But we also have the opportunity to try on thinking it during the painful or challenging or negative experience that we are having in order to experience relief and an improvement or a decrease of that hard thing we are feeling before the problem has resolved, especially when we're experiencing a long-term problem, a long-term trial. This is why these concepts are so powerful because a lot of what a lot of our coping mechanisms or ways we solve problems or ways we, you know, get our stress relief or get through things works if the problem is short. Then we can use almost any coping mechanism or almost any, I mean, you know, we can use a buffer. We can use different, you know, coping mechanisms that you wouldn't really have to worry so much about 
the cost of it because it's a short-lived problem, which means it's a short-lived solution. But so many of us, particularly uh, military spouses living out military life, living through their spouse being deployed for six months or a year at a time, we tend to really suffer when we use those quick and less intentional coping mechanisms and strategies to deal with our pain and our discomfort and our negative emotions and our indulgent emotions and our mental turmoil. And and the problem is that the issue and the discomfort goes on and on and on. It does not resolve quickly like so many just day-to-day challenges. And yet we try to use the same coping strategy that we would use in a day-to-day challenge. And so I love to help you understand this and offer you ways to live with long-term discomfort like so many of us have to do. And not just military spouses. There's so many scenarios that create that long-term discomfort. And I just want you to have those options and know what's available to you so that you can do it in a way that is a little more healthy, a little more productive, and just has less of a cost to your well-being and mental health overall. So I hope that this has helped and that you enjoyed it. And that's what I have for you today. Are you ready to take what you are learning here on this podcast to the next level? Then let's work together. I would be honored to be your life coach and help you create the life you dream about by focusing on what is always in your control, your mindset. Are you ready for everything in your life to feel different and better without needing to change any of your circumstances? Then schedule a free call with me by going to my website, simplyresilient.net. I can't wait to work with you.